So yeah, TK791 said we needed more uh, alcohol in the last video. So how about some mead? So if I can buy you? So if I can buy you. This is terrible. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. And in episode 24, we're in a new arena for us. It's February 2nd, and we're at the Kyoto KBS Hall with a reported attendance of 255. It's a six-match card where we have a triple threat, two tag matches, an eight-lady tag, and two singles matches, with the main event being for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. It'll be mentioned a few times tonight, so we'll mention it here. The arena has a beautiful glass wall in the background. Stained glass, yeah. Definitely one of those features that when you see it, you know where you're at right off the bat. Yeah, um, I would say for me, I know it's a bucket list for us to go see Stardom. It's a secondary bucket list to go see Stardom in this arena. Oh, absolutely. Slash, if we ever go back in time and become wrestlers, wrestle in this arena. <laughs> Is Ghostbusters? Is Ghostbusters. No. <laughs> You'll be Slimer? No. <laughs> Our keen listeners in the audience will not. <laughs> They're picking up what we're putting down. For our opener, we start off with a triple threat with Monster, Rena, and Netsu. Take it away, Matt. Yeah, so we shoot back to Rena, who says, Today, in Kyoto, I am in the opening three-way battle. Natsu-san of Oedotai is in this match, so I have to be careful of her tricks. I'll do my best. A little bit of foreshadowing there. Ooh. Uh, Uraka intro today is a three-way with Natsu and Rena. Oh, intro. Uh, jungle intros, you know. Blah, 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 I'm going to cap on a monster. Yeah. Uh, Today is a three-way with Natsu and Rina. I haven't won yet this year, so I'll do my best. It's only like three matches into the year, man. You ain't got to get on your down on yourself yet, you know? Yeah, there's still plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, Natsu. We see the back of her head with a mask on it. Yep. She says, I'm Natsu Sumuri. Today, I'm in the opening match. I'll fight hard and end this match quickly. I'm out. Yeah, I have here pretty straight to the point with having Natsu round everything out for us. Someone has to keep the straight going on. Yeah, love her. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, Natsu. As we get underway, we notice that we don't have forward ref again. Thank God. Before we get underway, uh, did you notice that while everybody was doing their intros, Natsu was just laying on the ring apron posing for all the cameras? Just a fun little side thing she was adding in. She started to do that more often, though. Yeah. And at this point, I'd like to ask, where is race car ref? I feel like middle-aged ref looks a lot like he would be old ref's son. I think we've brought this up before. Yeah. Still, it just was very, in this one, I was like, that's old ref with a wig on. Don't lie to me. Matt, how did this daycare match start off? Well, it started off by not starting off. Uh, middle-aged ref decided to go around and do the body checks on everybody. Uh, as he gets to Natsu, Natsu calls for a mic and says, Hang on, you can do a body check later. Everyone, thank you for coming to Stardom in Kyoto today. I really wanted to give you all a really hot, fun, wonderful match. But I'm sorry, I can't be in a match like this. What am I supposed to do? This isn't a daycare center. How old are you? Rena responds, 12. How old are you? Baraka responds, 14. 
R&R question, how old are you? Natsu ignores the question and says, that's why I can't do this. I finished school a while back. I can't lock up with those tiny hands. I'll sit this one out and you two can play in the sandbox. Heads out to the ring apron where we get the return of dual cams. As we watch the match start and she poses for the camera in the little side. Yeah, picture in picture. Yeah, picture in picture. Yep. Which is, spoiler alert, is the only time they do this tonight. It's a little weird. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This does bring up a very good point, though, Aldo. What would a stardom daycare look like? I'm glad you asked. I feel like it's just like four-year-olds running around drop-kicking each other. And... <laughs> Monster and Rena lock up to start off as Natsu seems to be preoccupied with scouting everything out. The two ladies have a good back-and-forth until Natsu tries to sneak in a pin. Hazuki and Kagetsu run interference on the outside as Natsu puts the whip to work. Somehow, Rena ends up holding it to be caught by a middle-aged ref, and an argument ensues to try to explain it. I really like this spot. So Kagetsu jumped up and blocked off the ref so that Azuki could then jump up, hand Natsu the whip, and then take over, distracting the ref. Natsu hits Raka with the whip, goes over to Rina and says, Hey, Rina, you know, how's it going? Hold this. Rina, who was supposed to be wily to these tricks, you know, accepts the whip. And then Natsu starts fake crying, saying that she got hit with the whip so that when ref turns around, Rina gets blamed. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Natsu tries to roll Rena up, but she does manage to kick out. The whip is finally out of the ring, and Rena gets in some elbows to the chest of Natsu to show that she has been training. Nice crossbody from Monster, and the two younger ladies work together to try to put Natsu out of the match. Nice perfect plex from Monster. Natsu manages to stack the two ladies up in the corner, and we get the attempted washing machine while Oidotai has middle-aged ref distracted again. But Jungle is in to stop Natsu, and I can't tell if the crowd is booing because of the, the washing machine or Jungle stopping the washing machine. I think they're booing because of stopping the washing machine, but I'm on Jungle's side here. Leave those kids alone, man. But Natsu finally comes to her senses and starts up the laundromat. Off the ropes, and Rena gets rolled up into a schoolgirl by Natsu for the three in 503. Yeah, I thought the ending was really cool. Rena did a really good roll up on Natsu right before it. It was like split second almost drove her own head in the mat that was really good but then natsu kicked out reverse it rolled her up herself good ending decent opening match thoughts on the match it was not a bad match still warming up to rena as, as she gets better so does that mean natsu and raka you're cool with rena just gotta step her game up yeah okay don't worry that time will come it's, it's coming it's coming what do you think there's an interview that actually explains natsu and these styles of matches mm -hmm. and i finally dug it up it was an Oidotai diet number 14 mm -hmm. I'm splicing it in right now where Natsu explains why she prefers these opening matches and training the younger ladies in the ring mm. she also goes into a fair amount of detail about her thoughts on these opening matches and the pacing for them mm -hmm. if you get the chance check it out it's also on www.stardom-world.com buried you gotta look for this one for 920 yen a month how many yen? 920 that's not a lot of yens. But I will also say that this is some knowledge from Natsu in these uh, diets that desperately needs to be shared today. Our next match sees the team of Hina and Starlight Kid go up against Konami and Izumi. Before we get into everything, Konami recently announced that she has taken a sabbatical from the ring due to an illness. We hope that she fully recovers and gets the rest that she deserves and hope to see her again in the future. Yeah, she's one of those ones I'd follow her anywhere she goes. So. We shoot over to Konami, speaking of, who says, Today we're in Kyoto, take three. We come here once a year and can fight in front of the beautiful stained glass. We're fighting these little guys. We can beat them easily. Let's take a picture and front of the stained glass, beat them quickly, and return home. 
Let's go. We then shoot over to stardom, or sorry, stardom, stardom. Yeah. I'm going to be all off of it today. It's the mead. Uh, we then shoot over to Starlight, who says, Today we're in Kyoto, and we get to fight in front of this beautiful stained glass. Like, did they meet up beforehand and compare promos and go, well, say the same I don't know. There's a lot of that going on tonight. Yeah. Um, it's my first time teaming with Hina. Are you in stars? Hina says, I don't know. Starlight says, yeah, we don't know. But we are fighting Konami-san and Azumi. Azumi and I fought in Kyoto last year. Our rivalry continues. We fight each other tomorrow, too, so let's do our best today. Oh... The match starts off with the bar set high as Kid and Azumi go at it. After the stereo kip-ups, Hina and Konami tag in and Konami looks to be gunning for the head with her foot. She makes contact and just has her way with poor Hina. It was a quick showing of strength as Azumi is tagged back in to make Hina humble. Kid and Konami are going at it and Kid shows that she can go toe-to-toe with her and that Hina is here to only learn, apparently. Mm-hmm. Azumi stops Kid running the ropes from the outside but quickly regains the upper hand with a double drop kick to them and then landing the standing moonsault to Konami in the middle of the ring. Konami wiggles out of a body slam and kicks her way to armbar number 75 on Kid. That was a spinning armbar, right? I think so. Hina with the save and Konami with the response of kicking Kid in the head after coming off the ropes. There's a kick later in the night that made this one look not bad, but this one was pretty bad too. Azumi and Kid are in the ring with each other again, and I will tell you that these ladies are definitely telegraphing their future success in this sequence. Mm -hmm. Kid with the 8166 to Azumi and the bridging Northern Lights for only a two. Up top, Kid goes for the spinning frog splash. I got it. I got it this time. I swear. Spinning frog splash and connects, but Konami breaks up the pin. Kid was going for her weird sit on the back destroyer thing. Code red. Yes, but it ends with Azumi laying her out with a kick to the head. A lot of kicks to the head tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Kid makes the hot tag to Hina, and while she does try to run wild around a little bit, it's more mild than she anything runs else. Wild. Azumi puts the stop of that with a better drop kick. While Hina and Azumi were trading rolling pins, Kid gets in a double drop kick to Azumi's back while making her way to stop Konami from interfering, and she didn't miss a beat. Mm-mm. But Azumi was able to kick out of the last pin exchange at a two and ninety nine one hundreds. Is this the really weird one where she's like pinned down on her shoulders and somehow forgets that she has a head and slides out of it? I think so. How? How? Bodies don't move that way. Off the ropes and Hina gets met with a mule kick to the head and gets laid out by Azumi. Azumi hits her with another one so her and Konami can do a double drop kick. It allows Azumi to go up top for the double foot stomp that always looks amazing. Yeah. And get the three in 642. If there was a high speed tag team championship available here... (laughs) This match could have been it. Even though it felt like Hina was being set up from the start of the match. <laughs> Not true. Yeah, I, I never want to be negative on the show. Uh, and Hina did an okay job in this match. But she was clearly the odd person out of the four. I, kudos to them. They pulled off a, a decent match. There was some good stuff in this. Dr. Wife? Um, no, I enjoyed the match. Not much going on with what I have to say about it. Because a lot of times when i have stardom going going i don't really write too much down because sometimes i get stuck watching just call it to <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. I just like get stuck watching it but same it was a very entertaining match too i think that's why I, well, well here's some behind the scenes secrets are you ready okay uh waldo's notes are long oh man full of stuff my notes are just what the people say before matches and i have <laughs> to actually watch the matches the day of the recording yeah so that when he's talking about it, it pops in my brain. Because I can't take notes. I'm I'm literally usually so enraptured with just watching what's happening yeah. that I, I don't ever take notes. I will put in little 
like that one, I wrote down Humbell because I knew he was going to bring up the humble spot. And then the next spot I mentioned was the spinning arm bar because I knew he was going to talk about the spinning arm bar. Because <laughs> we don't take notes. <laughs> Following Kegetsu's defense and victory of a red belt on the last show from Hazuki, the two team up again to take on Hana and Bobby, as it seems order has been restored in Oedotai. So, we shoot over to... I'm just going to go ahead and say it right off the bat. The most annoying promo I've ever heard in my life. This was bad. So, I have it broken into sections, and then we'll explain why it's the most annoying promo ever. Hana says, Thanks, guys. Today we fight that damn Oedotai. I'm going to train that stardom dog, Kigetsu, once again. Bobby pretends to be on the phone talking to Kigetsu, telling her that she's going to lose and that she wants to lose, and that's why the two of them are going to show up and make her lose. Now, why is this promo annoying, okay. would you ask? They're doing it at the same time. Yeah. What do you mean? They're speaking on the same... Yes, so talk. Talk, talk, This is talk, how it's talk, going talk, right here, right now. They're both talking. I had to listen <laughs> to this horrible. six times to find out what each of them were actually saying, and that's with the subtitles at least helping me that's with Hana's insane. part. Who agreed that this was a good idea? The look on Hana's face makes it seem like she decided this was a good idea and she's just trolling people, but I could be wrong. We then shoot over to Kegetsu, who says we're in Kyoto, and from last week in Osaka, we're once again in the Kanasai region? Yes. Sure. Well, last week is last week, and this week is this week. Odeotai has strong bonds, so don't you worry. We're going to rock Kyoto. That's it. Matt, I know it's Japan and things are a little bit different over there. Mm-hmm. But as this is taking place in our timeline, it's still 2019. Mm-hmm. Why does Bobby still have a flip phone? A pink flip phone. I know. I know. <laughs> Why did she talk on it while a promo was being... I don't know. However, I will say uh, she ha- she upgraded her look. Slightly. Yeah. I don't know if it's cold, but she added a jacket and a hat. Ooh. Yeah. It's a decent look for her, though. Like, yeah. I will give her that. It, it de- it's a decent look. It fits kind of TCS a little bit. But we're still not quite to TCS yet. Not yet. We're... Now, they've name-dropped it already. They've name-dropped it, but they're not quite... They haven't found that... They haven't found it yet, I don't think. I will say that she's still infected with bad, pretty bad. Who? Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. And Oidotai dance to make everyone feel at home, and we get introductions out of the way to start off with Kegetsu and Hana. But tensions are high, and middle-aged ref can't stop them from kicking this off straight to the outside. And I have to point something else out here, too, as well. Since you did say, as you know, we are in Japan. Crowds are a lot more respectful in Japan. This crowd was dead. Was it? There was something wrong with this crowd. Until Kegetsu. Kegetsu was able to pull them in a little bit. (laughs) But for most of this show, the crowd's pretty dead. And if you watch... All the noise that's being made are by the wrestlers surrounding the ring. I'm actually going to hit on that here in just a second. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that this was an arena you could recognize by sight. And as these ladies are brawling around, you could see that they didn't skimp on the chairs either. Mm -mm. Also, this floor was really nice and easy for them to slide face first (laughs) into chairs in. Back in the ring and Hazuki is getting the brunt end of the business from Bobby and Hana. Bow and arrow from them both. And it looks like Bobby's about to drop it again. But wait, this time she succeeds. But then Hana almost dropped it. Yeah. Well done, ladies. It's the best one they've done so far, though. They're getting there. As I said, this is like TCS at like 80%. We're almost there. Is middle-aged ref mic'd up? This is what we were talking about a while ago. I've been hearing him pretty clearly on and off throughout this show. Maybe the camera mic at ringside is on and is just picking him up really good. But also maybe from what you were talking about, the crowd is pretty dead. And these mics aren't picking up a lot except for what's being said in the ring. I totally misheard you there. Can we add a picture of Middle Age Ref with a name tag that says, Hi, my name is Mike Dup. <laughs> Mike Dup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
okay. I just that's what I heard. You, I, it sounded like you said, "Is middle aged ref mic'd up?" And I'm like, "Who's mic'd up?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a, like I said, there was a lot more stuff visible in this one, or not visible, but noticeable in this match compared to the other two. Bobby is having a great time taunting Hazuki as she has her arm up, waving it for the tag that isn't there. Th this was good. She's come a long way. As far as um, crowd work's gone, she's killing it right now. Hazuki is able to get her bearing straight for long enough to get Kegetsu tagged in. After hitting a flying kick to Hana from bouncing off the second rope, and Kagetsu is cleaning house in the ring and looks to be extra snug with Hana here. Uh, we'll get into that at the end of this match. Yeah. If you didn't know any better, you'd think that Hana maybe just left Oido tied to start up TCS and Kagetsu was a little bit sore about it. Maybe. Hana lays in the standing torque wrench, but Kagetsu manages to fall it over into the ropes for the breakup. They start trading blows in the middle of the ring, and there is no love lost here. Mm -mm. Both ladies are down, but Kagetsu gets in the tag first to Hazuki. And she immediately flies in. And she is going straight to running the ropes. Hana gets in her amazing-looking running knees, though. Mm -hmm. Now Hazuki and Hana are both down. But this time, Hana gets in the tag first to bring Bobby in. After some back and forth, Hazuki catches Bobby's attempted kick, and Bobby turns it into an enziguri. It was actually pretty well done. It was really well. Not sure what Bobby was going for here following that. <laughs> but Hazuki pushes her into the Oido tie corner to an incoming mist from Kagetsu. Hazuki follows with the reverse code breaker while Kigetsu stalls Hana from breaking it up. Hana does get to break it up, but is dumped straight out for it by Kigetsu. Hazuki is up top for the HCK bomb after Kigetsu sets her up for it. But Bobby kicks out, and it's a bit of a madness or mess going mm -hmm. on, and Hana does run wild here. <clears throat> Double team stalling vertical suplex to Hazuki allows Bobby to land a super kick. But Hazuki isn't going down that easy. Bobby continues to struggle with pinning Hazuki, and she goes for another super kick. Hazuki dodges it and ties her up into a pin. What was the name of this? And it gets the three in 9.52. Was it the Hazuki? Is it the Hazuki? The Hazuki shuttle? The shuttle? Yeah. I'm going to go with that and hope that I'm not wrong because of TK7. I, can't pick, I actually can't picture the ending in my match. I think that's what it was. But I think, I think it had to have been, yeah. This did not feel like a 10-minute match. No. It had everything it needed to tell the story and could have gone on another five minutes for me and it would have still been great. Bobby is coming along really nicely and seems to improve every time we see her. Kigetsu, Hazuki, and Hana are always great. As good as this match was, what it really accomplished was it makes me want to see Kigetsu, Hana, singles match, red belt on the line. And we had this discussion a couple of shows back where there was a tag match where we wanted to see everybody involved in it have singles matches. Yeah just in their own show 100 percent, and that's what this set up for me I, i'm waiting i don't know that we get this match but i want this match i will say that right now in our current timeline this is a definite strength on stardom's part yeah 100 percent. and like i said i again kudos to bobby i did think she was going to be the weak link of this match but i think they utilized her perfectly um she was there to taunt she did some good moves kudos to all four ladies Dr. DeWay. Very fun match. I really enjoyed this. It, like I said, usually when they're really entertaining, I don't really write much. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I really like this one. Same. Our first singles match of the night sees Utami go to a time limit, defend her future of stardom championship against Alex Gracia. Again, I think this championship throws me for a loop. Whenever we see someone in stardom challenge for it, I'm left scratching my head wondering how these ladies are getting so good in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Still mind-boggling that Alex meets the criteria to challenge for this also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doctor, my wife, what did our favorite Aggie say? Whoop! <laughs> Gaggo! 
<laughs> Matt, tell us what she really said. She said, uh, she said a lot, actually. She said, Utami has proved herself to be one of the toughest competitors Stardom has to offer. And tonight I go against her to compete for the future of Stardom Belt. And I'm going to take that belt back to Stars with me because everyone knows that's where it belongs. I'm so honored and privileged to be able to share the ring with some of the best in the world. But this is my first time in Japan, and I didn't come here only to compete. I came here to dominate. So tonight, I make a pinky promise that no matter what, this may be the first time Utami and I meet in the ring, but it will not be the last. So I'm going to go out there with one of the best, do my best, and seize every single moment. Yeah, she was just kind of like, you could tell she's still nervous. And this is a big deal, so the nerves make sense. It still wasn't bad. Uh, we then shoot over Hutami, who kind of switched all over her by saying, it's my second future title defense, and I face Alex. I'm not too familiar with her, but she seems to be a lightweight. I'm going to defend this belt and make it synonymous with me. Still strange to hear Utami do a promo in our timeline. Yeah. She keeps it quick in an effort to prove my theory about her charging for the word. Yeah. I expected Momo to pop up and steal the mic from her real quick, but, you know, we're good. Japanese Jack Tunney is out to present the belt, and middle-aged ref looks a bit lost on what he's supposed to be doing here. Get away from the belt, my man. Get out of the ring. Stop trying to get your goofy mug in the picture with this. What is wrong with you? Whenever they do the presentation of the belt for the match, it's Japanese Jack Tunney holding the belt in the mm. middle, Yeah. the competitors on each side, and now you have mic'd up right on his left side just kind of holding the belt like, here I am! Yeah. I will say, though, too, also on the intro, Utami looks like a badass coming out with the mask and five freaking titles strapped around her. We're still in the middle of Utami All the Belts. The rise, yeah. Uh, hashtag Renegade All the Belts. Hell yeah. Collar and elbow start us off with a show of strength on Utami's part. A round of applause follows the breakup into a test of strength that sees Alex hold her own against Utami's attempt at armbar number 43, 56, and 87. Mm -hmm. Up from the mat wrestling, and the ladies start Irish whipping each other across the ring. Utami gains the upper hand by steamrolling Alex over and following up with a couple of power slams. Alex kicks out from a pin and Utami is there to make her humbell for it. Alex jumps out of the way from a charging Utami and flips out over the ropes to turn it into a tarantula. That's all I know this as. It looked really cool though. Um, I think this is the first time, and I know obviously it's had to happen in every one of them. She was just holding Utami up with her legs as she was upside down, and it looked impressive. It started off looking awkward, but ended up really well done. Yeah. And I think this is the first time we've actually seen it in stardom. I don't think so. I think we've mentioned it before, because when it happened, I remember us having talking about it, but not as in-depth as we are right now. It allows Alex to get in a small bit of offense, but following a shining, or dull wizard in this case, Utami kicks out of a pin okay. attempt. Okay, <laughs> call it a dull wizard. But let's just talk about the fact that Utami did not give her a knee to jump up off of. That was the issue here. She They're... jumped off off of her thigh and just was like, I'm doing this move. Yeah. So it ended up being impressive on both of their parts. Kudos. Nice flying crossbody from Alex off the second row to Utami. Utami catches Alex from an attempted 979 and backs her into a corner. Walking out from it, Utami picks her up for a torture rack. Alex slips out and successfully hits the 979 to Utami as a follow-up. Yep. Up top, Alex goes to fly, but overshoots <laughs> Utami. Gut wrench pickup from Utami to Alex, and Alex stunners her way out of it. She forced that stunner. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Off the top ropes, and Utami catches Alex for a gut wrench suplex that sees her get the three and defend the future of Stardom Championship for her second defense in 654. Did you just call a stalling belly-to-belly, -belly, or belly-to-back suplex a gut wrench? 
Is it shame? It wasn't a gut wrench suplex. It was. I'm just totally ridiculous. It was just a belly to belly stalling suplex, or stalling German. Not the highest paced match or most high flying match of the night, but I can appreciate that this yeah. match served the purpose of polishing both ladies involved. And you can see the improvement on both parts. My only issue with this is I think it fell in the category that we've seen and talked about with the last couple of Tommy matches where she's working people with different styles. Because of that, I think it was a little backwards. Utami dominated the first three quarters of the match. Alex dominated the last quarter of the match. And then Utami wins it out of nowhere. I think it maybe should have been the other way around. But it was okay. Not to be too mean here. But on the end of what you just said, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it should have been the other way around. Uh, but it wasn't bad. And I like, like I said, I like where they're going at the moment with Utami. I'm curious to see who's going to be next to get in there and work a different style with her. I kind of like it. I like the rise. It's, it is cool to see the beginnings of somebody that is considered a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's cool that we're seeing her actual start here. So I thought it was decent. Talk to the wife. Regardless of who won, it's always going to be an Aggie. I'm just saying. Did you look up though? Have they fought again since then? Or is Alex a liar? You know, Alex can't be a liar here. She pinky promised that regardless of what happened, she was going to fight a Tommy. I did again. not look this up. I wonder. We'll find out later. Splicey. You do, you, do not <laughs> okay. make, you do not make an Aggie a liar here. I'm just curious. I forgot to look it up, too. I meant to look it up. Jungle Assault Nation. Jungle, Gorilla, Natsuko, and Kaori face off against the stars of Bayou, Arisa, Tam, and Saki. For what is sure to be a mess of my notes. A mess of my notes. Really? Jungle asks her group if stars are the real demons. No, just Saki there, Jungle. Just Saki. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We shoot to the back. <laughs> we get the normal Jan intros, followed by Jungle saying, four people. That's right. There are four of you. Good job. Stats ain't math. <laughs> Today's show is in Kyoto. Nice callback. <laughs> <laughs> We've prepared for Setsubun. Helpful subtitle guy lets us know that this is a Japanese festival celebrating spring's arrival. So you'll see demons throwing beans today. Are stars the real demons? Natsuko goes, they are. Stars are demons. Stars are demons. Led by the devil himself. Call back Saki. To, <laughs> call back to Devil Mayu. As Momo was running the ropes to gain the upper hand, Mayu defended herself and stopped her. Let me stop you right here. <laughs> you know what we have? It's the glorious, magnificent return of Hill Mayu. And I need you to do me something here. What's that? I want corpse paint. I want horns coming off of Mayu's head. I want you to Photoshop that in for Hill Mayu. You know why, right? Because Hill Mayu is Devil Mayu. <laughs> and what's the best trick the Devil Mayu ever played? To convince the world that Hill Mayu doesn't exist. I see through you, Devil Mayu. I see through you. All three stars come in to roughhouse Momo up and get into the orders. Do what? On whose orders? I do believe Hill Mayu called them in. <laughs> Jungle says, we'll defeat the demons. Let's go. Jungle, jungle. So we're getting the Viking and the devil Mayu. Poor Mayu. She's either really being tossed out of the ring with full force, or she's in the belief that if she dies a good death, then it'll be more accepting to the audience. Is it possible that she's a Viking? 
maybe if she dies in battle she gets to go to Valhalla we shoot over to the star's locker room where Saki says today we're at Kobe's KBS helpful subtitle guy lets us know that KBS Hall is actually in Kyoto helpful Arisa and Mayu inform Saki that they're not in Kobo they're in Kyoto 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 <laughs> um Saki says oh okay well, the background in this venue is beautiful and perfect for stars, right? And then we just get loud, high-pitched noises from everybody. Yeah. Oh um, we shoot to Arissa, who remembers that they're supposed to be doing a promo, and says, We're fighting Jan today. Tam says, It's been a while since we fought Jan. I'm glad they mentioned this, though, because when I saw like what match was next, I was like, When was the last time stars and Jan fought? It's yeah, been, it's a, been while. a bit. I don't think we've covered it. Yeah, it's been a while since we fought Jan. Well, Stars is the most beautiful, strong, refreshing, pure, and cute. And as she did this, they all would like take turns posing and stuff. It was like they were like calling out like some Sailor Moon or well something. Well coordinated. There. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, Stars is number one, and then Jan comes out with masks and beans. This is gonna need some more studying on our part here. <laughs> There's a couple of these that I remember from the Jeff days that are gonna happen that we're gonna just be like, cool. Yep. Yep. It's a thing that happens in Japan. On a side note. I normally have to record these with the volume blasting because I'm hard of hearing, mm -hmm. as we mentioned before. And during the Stars promo, I can clearly hear the Oidota theme. Yeah. <laughs> so it still appears that Stardom is managing their time very well behind the scenes. Yeah. When Jan comes out, we get a tall Saya sighting. Do we? We do. She's think? clearing the uh, ribbons out. Fair. Tall Saya. Not to be confused with. Short Saya. Yep. Yep. Ow. <laughs> Did she get on a rack and they no, 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 two there's, different people. There's Gorilla who is Saya, and then there's Tall Saya who is Saya, a different Saya. Well, you keep joking about mic'd up there, <laughs> but old ref is finally out for this one because mic'd up cannot handle this match. I uh, know nobody can. Introductions and handshakes, and Jan is on the attack. They start off by attacking Saki in a four on one. Good. Jungle lets Natsuko and Gorilla jump on her back for Kaori to push them over onto Saki. Good. Fun moment here. Uh, you're going to say good, but I just thought it was fun. So after the quad stack, we have the pile of bodies because stars comes in and breaks it all up. Mm -hmm. Tam in her rush just starts kicking Saki and then realizes she's kicking Saki. Good. It has to apologize. <laughs> it has to apologize. Oh yeah. So then they do the big stars activate massive combo. Blah, 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 blah. Move, 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 move. Spam power button. And they go for the, they're going to do the drop kick thing, the four corner drop kick. Mayu somehow manages to trip over Saya, who's just sitting there minding her own business. Which Saya? Tall Saya or short Saya? Short Saya. Okay. Manages, gorilla. Gorilla. Okay. Manages to trip over somebody who's just sitting there. So, typical stars. Jan take the time to pose Saki in the middle of the ring for some good taunting. Good. Stars breaks it up and try to even the playing field with their first target being Gorilla. Mm -hmm. Oh, the first target was Saki, but yeah. Good. <laughs> Mayu looks ecstatic after they all land the surround sound drop kicks that you're talking about. Yeah, on. after she tripped. <laughs> I just still don't understand how she tripped over it. Stars does get their revenge with another taunting spot of their own, and you could hear Old Ref is having none of this tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mayu guy's back. Yep. Mayu! <laughs> that's Mayu guy. Been a couple of shows since we've heard from him in the audience. Literally. Pretty sure that's the only word he knows at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great looking jumping stomp from Mayu to Gorilla, and Arissa is tagged in to literally put the boots through her with mm -hmm. kicks. When Tam is in, she delivers an elbow to Gorilla that I felt. Mm. Poor Gorilla seems to be the sacrifice for this match. 
Great bit of teamwork here on the part of Stars. Gorilla tags in Kaori, who comes flying in for the body drop on top of Tam. Tam rolls out of the way, and Mayu is in to perfectly time a stomp to her and assist Tam. Mm -hmm. This this was yeah. on it. But Kaori does get the best of them with the drop kick to Tam and landing on Mayu for the body drop. Then landing on them both in the middle of the ring. This whole sequence yeah. right here. We're not doing it justice. Watch yeah. this sequence. Dang near done with the whole night. And would you look who finally decided to join the match? It's Saki! She's here to save us. Yeah. After letting everyone gas themselves out throughout the entire night so she can come in and do as little as possible here. To win, you keep somebody on the bench. Go ahead. Not going to lie, though. She did a headlock suplex to Natsuko that looked really good. Amazing. Saki miscalculates a crisscross with Natsuko and gets speared for her troubles. Good. It allows enough time for Jungle to come in and collect on some receipts with Saki. Good. Gorgeous jump over the top from the apron from Jungle to splash onto Saki. Good. But Saki gains a slight lead with a hurricanrana out of the corner to Jungle. Good. Bad. <laughs> you know... Just listening to this exchange, it seems like you need to have a counter of how many you get good and how many you get good. Uh, Saki's always good. The number will be infinite. Oh, so your head. She saves us in her. Me. She saves us in her infinite wisdom. Kaori comes in to assist Jungle, but they both get double bulldogged for their troubles. Saki doesn't stay in too much longer before she has to have Mayu come in and clean up her mess. Mayu chose to come in. She did not wait to be tagged. She came in illegally and attacks Jungle. And clean up Mayu does as she is all over Jungle until Jungle catches her in that Hurricanrana attempt that goes into an Osaka Crab. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've ever seen somebody, Mayu in this instance, go for the crucifix pin. And Jungle just like, nah, held on to her. Kind of like flips her around to in front of her to they're standing face to face. Mayu goes for a standing or standing Hurricanrana. Very impressive on her part as well. But then Jungle says, no catches her, lowers her down into what looks like it's going to be a Styles Clash attempt, and then turns that into an Osaka Crab. Holy ish jungle. What, what, what they putting in your Wheaties, man? <laughs> I don't know what to say here. This was super impressive. And I know this is a little more inside baseball as well, but nobody ever really gives credit. Mayu's so flexible that it looked like jungle was like kicking herself and like using her feet to kick my, you know what I mean? Kudos. Great job. Then jungle just gut wrenches Mayu into a backbreaker over the knee. Jeez. Between jungle strength and Mayu's willing to take bricks to the face, this looks life-threatening. But it's broken up by Arisa and the following exchange of head kicks by everyone to everyone. Mm -hmm. Arisa lays Gorilla out with a crossbody kick to the chest as she's running off the ropes. As Arisa looks to make the best of it by running the ropes again, she's mugged in a drive-by by the rest of Jan. Mm -hmm. They're tired of being uh, teamed up on by an outside Mayu interference. Continue. Playing Saki for all of this. Jungle, Natsu, and Kaori all go up top for the surround sound flying headbutts. They all miss, and we're outside for Saki to finally rejoin for everyone. Good for her. Tam follows the flight scheduling by laying out the rest of everyone, and Arissa and Gorilla are in the ring. I have an up and minus here. Okay. Up. This is how you do a dive spot to the outside. Okay. The healthy people of stars grabbed the jungle people, held on to them so that the people could jump out on Makes them. sense. It wasn't just people awkwardly standing there. Saki almost died. <laughs> Tam almost died. Them two girls do not know how to properly jump off the top rope yeah, to the outside. <laughs> not as bad as Mayu landing on her neck somehow, but man, they both did not land great. So they need to take warnings from, uh, is it Arissa who? No, not Arissa who does that. It is Mayu, isn't it? Yeah, they maybe, maybe the one took lessons from the other then. Yep. 
There's no, there's no lessons here at all. They just said Jesus take the wheel and flew off. <laughs> Running knee from Arissa to Gorilla, and Mayu is in to finish her up with a jawjacker kick. Arissa punctuates it with a stutter kick, and the three in fourteen forty three. This is the this is the kick I was talking about earlier when I said there's a kick later. Yes. That's, first of all, I want to point out why was Mayu in the ring? Not the legal person. She kicked her. They shot a Saya for no reason. <laughs> And then they picked her up and kicked her again. <laughs> we already knew this was going to be a bit of a mess going into it. And it was everything I could do not to write down everything that happened. And it being a 4v4 match, this played out better than most others across the wrestling world too. Yeah. Oh. Let me also throw this in there for TK791 there. The roll-up attempt by... I, Saya Wait a Yuda. minute, is this show only for TK Summer? Yeah, he's it. He's That's it, me and his rivalry. Good lord. I, I just don't think we've brought this move up before. The little special roll-up move that Saya attempted. Yeah. The Aida Bashi, or a La Magistral Schoolboy Cradle. Oh, you just want to show off. A little bit, a little bit. Continue on. Everyone involved in this is a main eventer in their own right. I wouldn't go for it that far, but close. It, whether it be now or later. I, I still wouldn't go that far. No, I, I will. They all mesh well together, too. Yes, I, very much so. I No hate on this match. I just wouldn't call everybody in it a main eventer. This shows me that we have a singles match set up between Tam and Natsuko later on, too. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yep. Those two didn't spend a lot of time against each other in the ring. But from what they did show, that's going to be a killer match. I want to see that one. And the other one that I'm really looking forward to based off of this is Jungle Mayu. Yeah, I want to see that one, too. Uh, Definitely go back and watch this one on www.startup-world.com for only 920 yen a month. Ooh. How many yen? 920. And with the exchange rate as of this recording, that's within yen. 50 cents of being the same price you would also pay for Total Match Network, nice. where you can watch Mission Pro Wrestling and the Renegade Twins. Get you some. How, how almost how many yen is that? 920. That's not a lot. <laughs> so go and get you some. <laughs> It's main event time where Momo will see if she can defend her Wonder of Stardom Championship against Jamie. So today is the day that Jamie Hayter takes Momo's Wonder of Stardom title from her. I'm feeling quite confident, albeit very nervous as per usual, but that just means that I care about this so much and that I want that title back in Oedotai. Now, as I said in press conference, there's a lot more at stake here than just the title. It's pride, it's honor, it's representing Oedotai, it's representing Kigitsu. It's representing Natsu, Hazuki, and Martina, and myself. We are a strong stable, and I want to keep it that way. And I want to keep bringing the gold and keep bringing the championships like I know I can do. I'm trying not to throw up because Momo has beaten me before, so that's getting in my head a little bit, and I'm a little bit worried. But as I said to her, I've been watching you, Momo. I've been watching you very closely. And whenever you're in the ring with Jamie, all you see, all you feel is danger that sounded really creepy i was going for creepy thank you <laughs> yeah so good job on that thank you thank you we then shoot over to momo who says today is my 10th defense that's a lot of defenses against audio ties jamie hater personally i think she's very good so i hope there's no outside interference regardless i will win a stellar interview from jamie as she's more energetic than a brit with a flip phone the whole thing sounded like it was an Academy Award up until she started up with the whole, I'm watching you. It just came off of like one of those scenes out of a Hitchcock movie. 
I'll say in her defense too, if I was like ever like talking to Momo and I'm just like, I'm watching you. Yeah. Y'all really. should probably get me out of there because yeah. I'm probably about to get arrested. Yeah. Or my face kicked off. <laughs> or your face kicked off. I, I think Momo can handle herself by yeah. telling you. Yeah. No, Momo, stop. Japanese Jack Tunney in the ring and old ref knows not to jump in into the belt presentation like a goofed there, mic'd up. Mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> When the sun goes down and you just got you have itself a cold beer, mic'd up. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie and Momo start off filling the situation out with advantages going back and forth in a turning collared elbow lockup. Mm -hmm. Waist locks, wrist watches, and headlocks sees them trade some strength checks. Momo gets in the first kick of the match and Jamie is up quick to check it. But it's not near as effective for her as Momo wins that one easily. This is a part two where Jamie yells out, Oh, you're super strong. Good job. There was a nice leg drag takedown to Momo from Jamie. 1050. Don't get to see that too often. Yeah. But that sees her start and attack the legs of Momo to try to even things out for her. For the next bit, Jamie has this pace for her convenience and Momo's right leg is the sole focus. That's something I don't think Jamie gets enough credit for. She's really good at, and you can see this in most of her matches, she's really good at, like, slowing it down, picking apart an opponent, and, like, doing it different every match. Ring psychology. Yeah. She's a good heel. Jamie drags Momo into the corner and dips outside. She starts to put on the figure yon with the ring post, but thinks better of it and applies in a standing fashion type figure yon. And to be honest, I'd rather see more of this than wrestlers struggle with it and not be able to apply it all the way around the ring post. Same. Great awareness on Jamie here for that. Mm -hmm. It seems like Jamie is just going to walk all over Momo in this match, but Momo finally comes to her senses and starts back her offense with a dropkick. And you can tell that while she's doing these dropkicks, it's taking a toll on her leg, and it allows Jamie to get in some cheap digs. Mm -hmm. Running knees to the corner to Jamie by Momo, and Momo off the second rope with a dropkick, but it's not enough to keep Jamie down for the three. Belly to back from Jamie to Momo, and Jamie is back at the right leg until Momo finds the strength to meet Jamie with a dual kick to the head, and both ladies are down. Yeah, this is just a random side note, but somebody Mm -hmm. recently put out a list of things that need to be taken out of professional wrestling, and one of those things was the... Mike Duck? (laughs) (laughs) I will not disagree with that statement. (laughs) One of those things was the, the, the double down. Right. These two ladies just showed here that, like, it doesn't need to be taken out. They did it properly. Watch this and learn. Both ladies are starting to work their way back up to standing and trade elbows along the way. Yeah. A 10-on-10 10 10 lifting backbreaker from Jamie to Momo. Jamie is up to the second rope for something, and Momo is there to catch her off guard. Holy mother of God. Jamie does that suplex to Momo into the corner, and Momo's feet catch the top rope. Yeah. I'm not one to tell wrestlers how to wrestle, but that's the most dangerous-looking move of the night there for me. 100%. Rope bouncing knees to Momo out of the corner from Jamie, and she's starting to show her frustration that she can't get the three. Ring psychology. Mm -hmm. Momo finds her way back into the match with a throwing rock bottom and the running knees. That's what I'm calling it, and I'm sticking with it. Okay. She follows up with the B driver, but not the three. Into the chokehold lock, and Momo is trying to gas Jamie out. Mm -hmm. Another killer kick from Jamie to Momo, and Momo just falls over and welcomes darkness. And not even a second to get in a breather, and Jamie hits the running knee to a staggering Momo in the middle of the ring. Jamie sets Momo up on the top turnbuckle, and after a bit of struggle, goes to suplex her. She succeeds and rolls her into a suplex brain buster? Just a brain buster. Okay. I'm not sure what the follow-up was, but Momo kicks out and Jamie is starting to think that she just doesn't have it in her to prove that she can win over Momo. Mm -hmm. Momo flips over Jamie out of a suplex and lays in a standing choke. She turns it into a peach sunrise, 
but can't get the three. She goes to try again, but Jamie wiggles out and receives a mule kick for her troubles. Momo hits the peach sunrise again and manages to catch Jamie for the three at 20:43 for her 10th defense and tying Io Shirai for the most successful defenses in a single reign. Fair. This match just kind of suddenly ended for me, and I thought it was going to go on for another five minutes or so. It was a slow build in the match, but if you're going to have a long match, this is how you do it. It was good psychology. There was a build throughout the entirety of it. There was a story being told. And this is goes back to what we were saying, too. This is how good ring psychology is. Jamie still looks strong coming out of this. Even though she lost, she told such a good story throughout the building of the frustration and I can't put her away, I can't put her away. You now have anywhere, you can go anywhere with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> So they did a really good job in this match. Momo's always phenomenal. Uh, shout out to the new Dark Peach. Yeah, I really like this one. Dr. Wife? I think the most entertaining part of this match is watching you two go back and forth. I think that's the most entertaining part of the match. But overall, I'm I'm a big fan. I mean, like I said, a lot of these matches in, the, in, these, in this card um, in particular was, was fun mm. to watch. Before we get into the highlights of everything left, we get Momo on the mic. Who says, my legs, my legs. My legs were attacked, but I made my 10th defense. My knee was attacked, but in the end, I'm still standing here as the champion. Holy crap, that's a good line. Thanks for your support. Next, at and Hall, we have a title match. Mayu and Arissa come out here. Brief pause, Arissa comes out. Hey, where's Mayu? Not you, I want Mayu. So they continue the disrespect of Arissa. Yep. If Mayu doesn't come out here, then you insulted me already and we're off to a bad start. Just remember, I'm the one holding the belt. I don't care about Arissa. Mayu, I will pin you for three again, so you better be prepared. Utami then hops in the ring and says, I'm looking forward to Korakyu and Hall, but Arissa, I don't care about you. Mayu, I will pay you back for the five-star finals. I'm looking forward to it. Momo, go away now, and QQ will close the show. QQ closes the show. So yeah, they continue the massive disrespect to Arissa, refusing to even talk to her. I like the continuation of the story and the way they're keeping it going. So that's how the show ended. So yeah, with the show over, like, what did you think of this match? One thing that I think goes woefully unappreciated is how Jamie interacts with the crowd in Old Ref. Yeah. She understands enough the language to know what's going on and to be the perfect heel for the crowd and the match. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Momo pulled victory out of the jaws of defeat here. This match was mostly Jamie taking it to her, and M Momo was just having the experience to know to be in the right place at the right time kind of mm -hmm. thing. And this was a hard-fought match by both ladies where you would legitimately be thinking that Jamie might walk away with the white belt mm -hmm. for the majority of it. Yeah. I was on the fence with how this one kind of played out. I liked it. Um, no, I... don't get me wrong. It had me on the edge of my seat. As far as who was going to win. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we just had this earlier where somebody's carrying the majority of the match on the offense and uh, all of a sudden. Right. But I like, I, I, to me, the difference is, you know, I always make the joke about how Tam could wrestle a broom and you would think the broom was going to win. Right. Momo could wrestle a broom and you'd be going, yeah, Momo kicked that broom's ass. Like it just. Even when she's losing, you're still wanting Momo to hop And I'm right there with it. you. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. It just, going back and looking at it, it's like, mm, I I wish Momo had more in this match. Fair. Wife? So, again, like for, like I said, for the majority of these matches, it was just um, it was just me watching for, for the most part. It wasn't me taking much of any notes. But um, 
another enjoyable match. It doesn't seem like a lot of any of these matches on these cards was is very bad, except for apparently your experience with Saki. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Mike Dub. <laughs> 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 so that leads us to then match of the night, my match of the night, and I put a lot of thought into this. Because it kind of trains hands a couple times. I've got to go with Stars and Jan. I think they had a little bit of fun at the front with the, the multi-imposes and stuff. But as the match built up, you saw some of the greatest wrestling wrestlers around at that time. And it was phenomenal. Dr. The Wife, what was your match of the night? Any match with Alex Gracia. Hold on. Match of the night for me would have to be Kegetsu and Hazuki versus Hana and Bobby. Mm-hmm. I'm already partial to tag teams, and they did everything right in this one as far as continuing story and putting on an excellent physical performance that set the standard for the rest of the show. However, honorable mention from me on this show for the first time goes to Starlight Kid and Hina versus Konami and Izumi. Fair. And if you want to know more, leave a question down in the comments and I'll respond to it. Fair. I also have to give props because I almost went with Odeo Tai versus TCS because they were the only ones really to get the crowd off their butts and cheering along and so like props but what was your hill of the night my hill of the night is the laziest and most cowardly wrestler of the night saki how many times are we going to see her come out and do as little as possible just so we can see her teammates handle all the business for her just keeps getting worse and worse on her part and it just goes downhill from here too normally i'd be telling you that saki is the savior and she's great but my hill of the night is a four-way tie for all of stars it just, they had that mean girl energy in this match. Like, Mayu would kick somebody and then laugh at them. You heard it here. Me and Matt finally agree. Saki is healing tonight, and she's already and still forever a heel. Mayu would kick somebody and laugh at them, which led the rest of the stars to go, you know what? If our leader's this bad, we got to be bad too. So I would give it to all the stars. I just think they worked that match fairly heelish. I will give you this. It kind of had to happen. Yeah, somebody had to. Because that was a face-face matchup, yeah. and we are not... Yeah. Yeah. Doctor the Wife. My Eula Knight is mic'd up. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're going to say it, you have to say it correctly. Mic'd up. <laughs> I'm Waldo, and that's it for me. I'm mic'd up. <laughs> and I'm Doctor the Wife. Be sure to catch us in all the usual places within social media, at Face for Wrestling, on the Twitter and the Facebook, and also at Dr. The Wife now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes, and don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on YouTube. Don't forget to share. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com, where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. How many yen? 920. Also, can I jump off her share real quick? I know we're at the end. You can cut this, but don't. Don't even share. Tie somebody to a chair and make them watch our show. <laughs> and don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good. <laughs>